Hello and welcome to Around the World in 80 Comedians, the podcast for comedy and travel fans where I try to find out about a specific country through the eyes of the most observant creatures of all, comedians. Today we're in LA where we talk to the extremely funny Jessica and Sarah. Jessica moved to LA from New York a few years ago so it's interesting to see her perspective and we talk about the rivalry between New York and LA. We talk about LA lifestyle, talk about celebrity culture as well. So this this was a great episode for me. Uh, so thanks, Jessica. Jessica is also working on an hour special and, and we touch upon that as well. It's all very exciting. Before we get into it, I'd like to thank everybody who's been donating the price of a coffee uh, to this show. Thank you. I really appreciate it. If you want to donate the price of a coffee, three pounds. I know coffees are very expensive in London these days. You can donate three pounds to this show by going on to coffee forward slash around the world. That's ko fi forward slash around the world. And now, without further ado, let's get into LA with Jessica and Sarah. I moved to LA 13 years ago, and I love LA, but LA can be very, very hard on a woman's body image. Am I right, Lloyd? Yeah. Um, and basically, I'm always on a diet, and I'm, I know that I'm at goal weight when I appear to have been recently hospitalized. <laughs> so people come up to me, and they'll be like, have you been sick? And I'm like, no, but thank you. Hello. Jessica is with us all the way from LA. So happy to be here. Thanks for having me, Steve. Jessica, if you were to look out of your window, what can you see? Um, well, it's it's uh, blocked by the curtains a bit, but I'm in a very residential area. I uh, moved in with my girlfriend several months ago, and she lives in Hancock Park, which is a very quiet, very lovely, upscale residential neighborhood, um, which is is really nice. It's different. I had lived in uh, the marina for the past ten years, so I was a you know a beach dweller, which is also lovely. Um, but this is fun for me because I've moved to the east side, and so I'm adjacent to different areas like um, Koreatown and Hollywood, and closer to downtown than I had been. So very different flavor from uh, West LA, which is dominated by the coastal cities. So are you now in a bit of a posher area? (laughs) Yes, I think if I'm understanding that correctly, yes, it is a bit, it's upscale, if that's what you mean. And what's the weather like there right now? Um, That is a good question. It's been unseasonably cold. I haven't checked the weather today. I'm going to imagine the high is going to be at least in the 70s. Yep, today's high is um, 70, low of 51, which is entirely pleasant for March, but um, we have historically enjoyed even warmer weather. We've had a lot of rain and some unseasonably cold weather. If you were to describe the comedy scene to people who don't know anything about the comedy scene in LA, how would you describe it? Oh, LA comedy scene. It is, it's fantastic. Actually. I I would say one of my very few lamentations about moving from New York to LA is that I missed theater very much and, you know, Broadway and musical theater and cabaret. But, um, what I always loved about LA is, you know, the artistic medium where LA really dominates. And I think, you know, edges out all the other major cities is stand up. I mean, it's, um, obviously there are stand up, you know, stand up in other major markets like New York and Chicago and great improv. Um, but LA really kind of, especially in the seventies, I think became the cradle of of stand-up as we have come to know it and clubs like the comedy store and improv and um you know laugh factory obviously but um i just feel like this is really the mecca the epicenter of stand-up tell us about 
the stuff that you're doing in the comedy world, what are you up to at the moment? I'm working on an hour long special. So I'm writing and workshopping a lot of material, trying to get as much stage stage time, both in LA and also as many regional shows as I can get, because I'd like, I'm trying out these material, this material in different, um, you know, areas and different audiences and trying to cull what works universally. So I'm pretty much in sort of like a very straightforward, you know, stand up mode right now, wherein I'm writing and performing material and really trying to develop this hour. Um, and hope, you know, of course, the hope is that that will, you know, get purchased and air somewhere. <laughs> if you had to describe L.A. in a sentence, how would you describe it? Oh, L.A. I, I you know, I love L.A. so much. Um, but of course, you know, I bring to it a little bit of a different sensibility because I come from New York. So I should, you know, I should lay the disclaimer that, you know, I do tend to compare the two cities. Um, you know, L.A. can be somewhat superficial. Um, I hate to say something disparaging, but I just think by virtue of the fact that the city is driven so much by entertainment and the pursuit of fame and success in that arena. Um, and then you have the, the industries that support those pursuits like plastic surgery, um, that unfortunately, you know, I think sort of my initial response is LA can suffer from a little bit of narcissistic (laughs) tendencies. What a surprise. (laughs) I hate to say that. I know it's a little, um, you know, it's a little bit of a stereotype, but, um, you know, some stereotypes are rooted in fact. Uh, that said, I think L.A. has matured and has become much more sophisticated in the 15 years since I moved here in a really wonderful way. There's obviously a bit of rivalry between New York and L.A., right? Certainly, certainly. And yeah, and, and when I moved from New York, you know, people sort of snubbed their noses at me. Friends were like, you know, why would you leave the greatest city in the world to go to someplace that's, you know, culturally and intellectually bereft? Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, that's the impression. But um, I actually think that it's that's changing. And I think a lot of New Yorkers are moving here because a lot of New Yorkers are realizing, wow, you can have the best, you know, of an, you know, of an urban area and all that that has to offer um, with tremendous, you know, gorgeous weather, a yeah. more relaxed way of life. Um, car culture has its problems here, obviously, with traffic and and what that imposes. But also, I find it a lot easier lifestyle versus, you know, having to be on, you know, planes, trains, automobiles, buses, subways, you know, just that's a hard lifestyle between the weather and just the physical impact on city living in New York versus, you know, getting into my car and just, you know, breezing over. So, I mean, it's to me, the quality of life here is incredible. And um, for many reasons, including economic opportunity and also quality of life, LA has so far surpassed my lifestyle in New York that I I genuinely have no complaints. I really do love my city. How would you compare LA to other cities? If you had to draw some sort of maybe like academic analogy in terms of the cities of the country um, with New York, let's say being an MBA and Boston and Chicago being like law school and med school. Um, LA is probably more a little bit like high school. <laughs> you know, San Francisco sort of undergrad, you know, very smart, but, um, you know, uh, overly idealistic and a little self-righteous. But um, LA is coming in at high school level. You know, we're really worried about how we look, how popular we are. So you think of LA, you think of celebrity culture, and people maybe think that celebrities are just everywhere. Is that true? Absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I'm quoted as saying, um, I'm actually being interviewed for an article right now and they're very, it's out of Toronto and the Canadians are really interested in LA lifestyle. And I was telling them how I describe LA as a zoo for celebrities. I mean, you can really see them in their natural habitat here. It is absolutely true. Uh, they are so ubiquitous that we don't even think about it. Like I, I, 
as I was I was writing something for this article, I was sitting on a plane next to Jason Sudeikis on, on my way to Austin, and I, I'm not even I'm unfazed, you know, to find myself behind Ashton Kutcher on the line at Whole Foods. Like it's very, um, they're just everywhere. This is where they live and work. Like the foxes over here. Just everywhere. Can't they're, get they're a bit of a scourge. No, they're just, you know, they're just working, you know, entertainment professionals and, and they call LA home. And, you know, if you, if I have friends that come visit from out of town and they want to go looking for celebrities, there are absolutely places like the Ivy and like Craig's and restaurants where I'll actually send them, you know, where the paparazzi are, you know, installed permanently at the front door, you know, to get pictures of famous people. So you can really, you know, if you really want to come to LA and, and get a glimpse, there, there are places that, um, that are reliable in that respect. But, even if you weren't to go out of your way to look for a celebrity, I would say you're, you're, the probability is high that you'll encounter one in a trip to LA. Me and Jessica have obviously been sending each other a few emails in preparation for this. And uh, Jessica, you mentioned at one point about LA things, like, for example, past life regression and that sort of stuff. <laughs> I don't know you're going to pick that one. <laughs> have you ever done a past life regression? Yes, uh, it is uh, the most quintessentially LA thing I've ever done, apart from run a plastic surgeon's practice. That's they're they're neck and neck for the most LA things I've ever engaged in. Wow! Let's get into this past life regression stuff. Oh God, my New York friends are going to disown me after this. I actually sought out a hypnotist once to help me with some of my you know anxious habits because I'm like a typical neurotic, anxious New Yorker with, you know, some, you know, like you know, things like nail biting, stuff like that. Yeah. And part of her process was to engage in past life regression. And I do a joke in my act that I'm like, the weird thing about past life regression is I have no way of knowing was I actually a prostitute during the French Revolution or am I just an incredibly talented improviser? Because I really went for it. And I mean, it was like, it, it was either, it was either a vivid recollection or an Oscar worthy performance on my part. I was actually once roped into doing something like this and uh, it was so weird because basically it was it wasn't like on my own it was like a group of I don't know like 10 or, or 11 people and um, and we all went into this like guided meditation thing and uh, then when you come out you start asking people yeah all of a sudden one person said I you know what I mean I I, I don't want to brag but I think I've been one of Cleopatra's handmaidens <laughs> I don't want to brag. <laughs> and then everybody started, you could see people getting really jealous. So it became like, everyone was like, well, you know what? I might have been one of the apostles. <laughs> That's a great point. No one ever imagines that they were anything exactly. shitty. So I want to say like, what does that say about me? That I was like a broke prostitute selling myself on the street. I'm like, whether that was real or not, look at where my mind went. <laughs> This is Jessica. Isn't she great? This whole past life regression thing, right, has, has got me thinking that there might be a podcast in that. Um, if we get a few comedians together and just kind of regress, see who we were. Mm. Uh, let's do a little bit of housekeeping. Thank you, first of all, to all those people who came to the first show in the Nevermind the Backstop tour. We were completely packed out in uh, in Camden, so thank you. If you're listening to this in real time, we've got another another show on the tour on March the 27th in Manchester. So come along um, and laugh at the shambles that is Brexit. Hooray! Also, I've got some more news. I'm doing a preview of my new show. It's called Steve Healy Wants to Save the World and Get His Leg Over. And the preview is happening on May the 1st. 
and we're giving away some free tickets to this preview. Ooh, I know, exciting. If you want to get your hands on free tickets, all you need to do is just get in touch. You can send me an email on steve at stevehealy.com. Put the word free in the subject and you'll get yourself a free ticket. It is in London, though, so you'll have to get yourself to London. And that's really it. Thank you again for all the people who are downloading and for all the people who are spreading the word. Uh, Please continue to do so. And without further ado, let's get back to LA and Jessica in Sarah. People think of LA as being the home of beautiful people, right? Is that true? Like, have you got any ugly people there? I, I have to say, I, I, I know it, it sounds like an inherent bias, but this is an incredibly attractive yeah. city. Um, Part of the reason I moved here it was it was February of you know oh five and it was ninety degrees and everybody was was literally and figuratively hot. I would call my mother. I was like I, I'm like this. I'm like the L word is real. I'm moving. <laughs> like, I'm like it's ninety degrees here. The women are gorgeous um, and the gay women too. The gay community is it's very very attractive here. Um, and so I was like this is a no brainer. Um, my mom came to visit me shortly after I moved. And she was like, where are all the ugly people? Where are the old people? What did they, did they take them out and kill them? Like, where is everybody? Everyone is, you know, is in their twenties and thirties, skinny, gorgeous, you know, LA is like, come as you are, unless you're fat, old and ugly. Wow. Okay, Jessica, what three tips would you give a visitor to LA? I would say just practically speaking, definitely rent a car because there's a lot of ground to cover and it's worthwhile to really explore all parts of the city, downtown, um, the east, you know, east side cities like Silver Lake, Echo Park, Highland Park, um, get over to the beach, get up to Malibu, um, you know, drive down the coast, see Venice and Santa Monica. And um, I would say, what's another tip for LA? I would actually, of course, I would say catch some stand up while you're in LA. The same way I would, I would tell someone to absolutely see a Broadway show or two in Manhattan, I would say get down to the comedy, you know, comedy store. And, um, you know, chances are you'll be, be there in some incredible comedian, some nationally known comedian like Maniscalco or Whitney Cummings, you know, just drop in one night. Um, and so I definitely think that's something that I would recommend. And, um, of course, you tell people, you know, get to the beach. But I would also tell people get downtown. I think historically, LA's, you know, downtown, you know, it, it's it's now enjoying the renaissance, the long-awaited renaissance um, that we were hoping it would have for years. And, you know, so I think whereas a lot of people would come to LA and they would do Hollywood and they would do Beverly Hills and they would do the beach, um, they probably wouldn't necessarily think of downtown. What is the worst thing about LA? It probably is the traffic. It's it's a city that has, you know, it's a car culture with tons of traffic, but interestingly, we don't have great drivers and we can't drive in inclement weather. It's, you know, it's a joke here that God forbid it's raining, you know, traffic just stops. But overall, I feel like it's got very few drawbacks apart from that. Maybe earthquakes, that's not, you know, imminent death is never fun. Traffic and imminent yeah. death. That's yeah. but the weather's, I don't own a sweater, so, you know, I risk it. It's okay. Is it always warm, really? It, it, you know, I'm like I said, we've had some cold weather, you know, the past month or so, but typically it's very mild and sunny and beautiful. Yeah. If somebody was visiting LA, uh, what secret place would you tell them to go visit? As in a place that isn't isn't on the normal tourist kind of track. Hmm. Okay. I have a couple of places. Um, downtown, there's a, a little bar behind Coles called The Varnish, which is a really fun speakeasy vibe. 
um, that I really, really love. A friend of mine who's a, a comic actually uh, works there. And so you can go get a fantastic artisanal cocktail served by a cute, funny bartender. Um, I also, mm -hmm. the Abbey is not a secret place, but I oftentimes will tell out of town people to go, you know, if you want to go into the heart of gay West Hollywood, the Abbey is such a fun place because it's gay, straight, male, female, young, old. Um, they've managed, despite the fact that it's, you know, a years old institution, they managed to still be fun and hip, great dancing, great drinks, great patio. Um, and to me, it's really um, like perfect insight into, you know, fun West Hollywood. Um, there's a another place called Laurel Hardware that I love. That's a um, bar restaurant that actually used to be a hardware store. That's really beautiful and a fun spot for a night out. One to 10. How expensive is LA? So one would be cheapest place in the world. 10 would be, oh my God, I need to sell a kid, need to buy a beer. Yeah, gosh, I feel like it's got to be eight and a half, nine if New York and San Francisco are 10s, you know? How stabby is LA. How likely is it that I'd get stabbed? One to 10. Yeah. Yeah. Street safety. <laughs> <laughs> I, I generally feel pretty, pretty safe. Um, I would say, even though it's probably as stabby as some other, you know, cities, you're in your car. So, you know what I mean? You're, you're less vulnerable to impromptu knife play because you're in a car. I feel, I feel pretty, pretty safe. Okay. Yeah. All right. I mean, some areas of downtown, can be still a little sketch, but uh, but overall, I feel safe as a woman okay. walking around alone here. How racist is LA? One to ten. I I feel ill-equipped to answer that. Being a white person, I feel like no white person can really say. But I think I have, have observed that. Um, interestingly, you know, New York says it's a melting pot, and perhaps it is. But I I find that. LA is a more diverse and more truly integrated city. I find it less racially segregated. Um, I, f I feel like certainly we have marginalized, you know, communities based on race and based on socioeconomic status, but overall, maybe who knows, maybe it's the entertainment industry is like the great equalizer, but I feel like people of all cultures, colors, races, um, gay, straight, really, really mix it up in LA. Um, and oftentimes you can't tell, you know, who's rich, who's poor, who's truly successful, you know, who's pretending they've, you know, just options of screenplay. So because of that, um, so whether it's illusory or not, I yeah. still feel like, LA is more genuinely diverse and integrated. You, you just mentioned about people optioning screenplays and stuff. Is that something that happens all the time? Like if you're in a restaurant where you actually see people going up to other people and trying to get them to read their screenplay? Yeah, I don't observe people aggressively marketing themselves, but um, yeah, it's not uncommon. I've had, I've had friends talk to me about projects that they're working on. Friends try to leverage some of my contacts yeah. or, or just, or something more innocuous, like friends saying like, can you, can you read this? I wrote this treatment. You know, what do you think? Um, it is not uncommon for people to, to have projects in the works. It's just, you know, it's it's e and it's easy to dismiss those people until they turn out to, to be the people that actually sell something. You just never know. It's just you know it's very very hard to you know evaluate where they where they are in the process. And then all of a sudden they're a genius. And all of a sudden, yeah, exactly. All of a sudden they have you know <laughs> they have a sitcom deal, and you're like, oh, I, I count I counted him out. <laughs> and then you want to go talk to them so they can help you out. And that happens a lot too. That person that you dismiss might well be the person that's uh, you know casting you or or yeah in the position to give you work. So, so people tread very lightly when it comes to that. Final two questions. First one, 
Why should someone come to LA? I feel like it's a it's a great place to come visit. I it's especially if you live in a city that you know is cold during the winter. It's a it's a lovely place. If you're a person who loves Hollywood and loves movies and movie making and entertainment, um, it's a really fun place to visit. Um, if you're I hate to say it, if you're a reality show junkie, I mean, you know, it is the home of the Kardashian crisis. If you want to come, you know, and go to um, what's that restaurant? Like all the Vanderpump restaurants, you know, people who love those shows, they love to come here and, and go to pump and sir and, you know, and interact with their favorite. Like you can literally come here and interact with your favorite reality show stars. And why should somebody give LA a miss? It, it depends on what you're looking for. If you're really looking for perhaps the best theater, um, you know, or restaurants, you know, if you love fashion, you know, I might go to New York or Paris over LA. You know, yeah. it just depends on you know what you'd like to see. Um, but I think those you know those cities might edge us out a little bit culturally, but but narrowly. Finally, Jessica, if you could give me a, a slogan for the city, what would your slogan be? <laughs> LA, the city that never eats. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody who's listening would like to find out more about all the different things that you're involved in, how can they do that? Right now, I would say probably Instagram is the easiest way to follow me at Jess and Sarah. Um, and I'm actually working on launching a website. Uh, and the special, the hour long special is going to be Jessica and Sarah, pretty gay. Um, so keep an eye out for that. And hopefully, hopefully download it on whatever VOD platform I can get it on. We'll keep our eyes peeled for that. Jessica, that was brilliant. Thank you very much. Thank you. That was Jessica. Find out more about what she's up to on Instagram. You can follow her at Sarah and uh, get on to prettygay.net as well. And you can find out all about her special that's coming up. Exciting times. Right, that's it. That's our show, guys. Again, thank you to everybody who's been listening. Thank you to everybody who has bought me a coffee. I really appreciate it. I'm going to mention it one last time. KO-FI forward slash around the world. And uh, we'll be back again in two weeks' time for another edition of Around the World in 80 Comedians. Around the World in 80 Comedians is presented and produced by Steve Healy. Music used is Blue Scar and Bushwick Tarantella Loop by Kevin McLeod in Competech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. Around the World in 80 Comedians is a Revolt production.